0: Recorded on September 27th, 2022. The storm before the storm that comes after the storm, but before the big storm. <laughs> Welcome to the Push Ahead podcast, a podcast that's all about pushing the political conversation ahead, not pushing back. Hi, I'm Jamie.
1: I'm Shelby. And I'm laughing, but I'm Pamela. Pamela.
0: And we're here to talk. So I didn't change this, but we're here to talk about things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lots of things. <laughs> Lots of things.
0: Normally, that's a placeholder, and we change it up. Actually, we're here to talk about local, state, and election news. And I have a rant about Iran. So buckle up, Buttercup. But first, we need to address the elephants in the room.
2: Yeah, we missed a big one last week what on was our that? off week. Oh, just
1: oh, we so sure did. We missed 50, 50 elephants. Yeah, about the one stunt.
0: Okay, so here are the optics. DeSantis, you only watched Fox News. Okay. This is what you would believe was happening, where he went around and he scooped up 50 illegals from the streets of Florida, put them on a plane, and then sent them off to the liberal state to deal with up in Martha's Vineyard.
1: He owned those libs, man.
0: Yeah. Let's take a step back and look at the reality. The Republicans are losing big time. On several talking points, they're lo- losing big time on Roe v. Wade. They're losing big time. to
1: remind anybody, in case you're living under a rock, Roe v. Wade has been overturned. Yeah, and DeSantis already signed a 15-week abortion ban and will not answer as to whether he would and inf- support a complete abortion ban. Do you know, by the way? I, mean, I remember this, but do you know that Bill Posey was one of the House co-sponsors of Lindsey Graham's total abortion ban? Did you know that? Did you know? Yeah.
0: Mm. So they're losing on abortion ban. They're losing on climate change. They're losing on, believe it or not, the economy. They're losing it on foreign policies. There are so many talking points that the GOP are losing on. And so when those are no longer in the news cycles, they're losing votes. So no,
1: let's create a crisis. Yeah, I saw the music man. Bear with me. I saw The Music Man in New York a few weeks ago. Remember The Music Man? Have- uh,
0: I played trombone in high school, so of Did course you play I one know one of
1: seventy-six of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. of, so of course I know The Music Man. It's like the one thing we trombone to skip,
1: right? And there's a, the number in there called Trouble, where this con artist comes to town and he's trying to convince a town they need to spend money on things that are nothing. They're instruments, but anyway, it was a huge crisis in the apparently in the 30s that people were doing this, or 20s, or whenever this happened, but. He turns, but he said, we need to help the city with its town, with the town, with its trouble. And his friend goes, the town doesn't have any trouble. He said, sure it does. And we're going to find it. (laughs) So he creates this false narratives where existence then. This movie, when it was a movie, is sold. Ron Howard played a 10 year old, but he creates this town frenzy about the fact that the mayor had a pool table and there's a whole number about trouble starts with T and that arms with P and that starts with pool to try to make everybody so up in arms about pool tables that they wouldn't notice that he was conning the city out of all their
0: money. It's mystery,
1: Which ties us to create trouble.
0: Yeah. So Ron DeSantis, in order to clear the headlines of talking points that the Republicans are losing by 10 to 20 points with independents and the general populace, in order to get that Back, The Republicans are pivoting back to tough on crime because apparently the Republicans message better about crime and they re- they message better about immigrants. So, so DeSantis, rather than chasing down his friends before
1: crime, you get into what he did. But no question. Florida's inflation is three percent worse than the rest of the countries, Right. Yeah, You know that one of the most effective ways to curb inflation is to have more labor, to grow your labor force. Oh, yeah. Do you think there's any place that Florida could find? I don't know. Fifty people that are willing to work? No. You think that?
0: No. What happened? In order to get out of the fact that DeSantis is losing on inflation and the economy and losing on climate and losing on Roe v. Wade and women's rights and losing in general about being a decent person with a non-puffy head, he decided to go to Texas. Yeah. Uh, mind you, back in the spring, I remember that I don't have links, but I remember there being headlines about back in March. Oh, no, we're having trouble with the fruit harvest because we don't have enough migrants here in Florida, right. which is telling. because Which has
1: something to do with our 3 percent higher inflation rate than the rest of the country.
0: But it's telling that back in March, there weren't enough migrant workers, there weren't enough immigrants, there weren't enough whatever you wish to call them, but please be polite. Farm there, workers. Yeah, there weren't enough of, let's go, quote, those people, unquote. And so DeSantis went to Texas. and Not
1: to get him some.
0: No, well, <laughs> I mean, he did. He got him some. <laughs> he got him some legal Asylum seekers who are here legally—they are not illegal. They are here legally. Let's just let that sink in. So he went to Texas and he had fake but really good, convincing-looking brochures printed up. He, oh my had, god, but
1: they were with
2: awful. the wrong Massachusetts flag.
0: Yeah, they were pretty terrible. But if you're looking for help, if you're looking for social services, if you're looking for assistance, and someone comes and says, "Here." Let's put you on a plane. Let's send you to these states that you've heard the news talk about being really good to to, to everybody. They hopped on the plane and then they showed up in Martha's Vineyard.
1: Worse than that. They were actually not only given these flyers, they were given addresses. They asked if they had addresses and they said, we don't have any addresses. So they were given addresses, some of them all the way across the country, and were told they had to report to the immigration offices nearest those physical addresses by Monday, three days later. They have no way to get to those. One was in Washington state and they were flown, conned onto a plane, flown to Martha's Vineyard and left Uh with no way to get to these places that these con men had given them addresses to.
0: So, yes. Way to use
1: brown people to score political points, Ron.
0: Yeah. Oh, and this wouldn't be a Republican plot without the grift because they are the party of corruption. So the plane that these poor people were loaded onto was owned by a Russian oligarch. And I missed that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was owned by essentially a big, rich Russian businessman.
1: I keep seeing like the name of this company. I'm like, why do you guys care? Well, now I know why you care. Because it's a
0: Russian name.
1: And he also has ties to our favorite congressman in yeah. the panhandle. As well. So you know how we got this money to do this because it's not cheap, right?
0: Yeah, it was a budget of $12 million.
1: But the funds for that budget were from the Federal COVID Relief Fund. Oh. They're actually money that came from a federal COVID relief fund that they used. The state legislature has budgeted $12 million to relocate people that end up in Florida illegally that that, need, that would be better service somewhere else. <clears throat> they took some of that money, that COVID relief fund money that the state legislature has allocated to move people out of Florida, and they went to Texas and got them some.
0: Yeah, and so they paid an exorbitant amount per seat in order to fly this plane up. So. All of this, this COVID relief fund was siphoned to a Russian oligarch. I I believe it was some thousands figure with a six.
2: 615,000, 12,500 per seat.
0: Yeah. We
1: need one of these people in our lives to know these numbers.
0: Yeah. So 12,000 per seat. Like if you want to fly first class across the Atlantic, it is. 8,000
1: uh, <laughs> He's a bad businessman.
0: He is. He is. And I'm,
1: or maybe he's
2: funding somebody. And uh, he yeah. also said that he would spend every penny.
0: Of that $12 million fund. Yeah. On. These stunts. On these more political stunts in order to inconvenience and disadvantage legal asylum seekers. In order to keep Roe v. Wade and the economy and other talking points where the GOP are just flat out losers out of the headlines. So. Let's stop talking about his stunts and let's start talking about what he's trying to keep us from talking about. Yes.
1: Yes. So the tail on the elephant is the stunt. Now let's talk about the big fat elephant in front of the tail.
0: I really hate to transition with speaking of fat elephants, but we're going to talk about cinema (laughs) and
2: her buddy, buddy relationship with Mitch McConnell at a Mitch McConnell event. Fill me in. She went on and Mitch McConnell praised her for her staunch stance on the filibuster. And not giving in to Democrats and all that lovely things. Number one, I think if Mitch McConnell is telling you you're doing something right, <laughs> I would yeah. do the exact
1: opposite yeah. of that.
0: I, If Mitch McConnell ever praised me, I would change my life immediately.
1: I'm going to say, though, not in defense of this, but like right here locally, our mayor did something normal. And but he's one of the big fat elephants in town. I want to praise him because like he just did his job. but. If I did praise him, people on his side of the aisle would say the same thing.
0: Sometimes, even a blind squirrel finds a nut.
1: He did just do his job. Cinema did not. Go on. Yeah. I had a friend actually text message me saying that
2: she found that she had integrity and shot from the hip. I said no. She ran as this progressive person,
0: and the only shooting that she's doing is friendly fire.
2: Yes. So I said no. She ran on a progressive
1: platform to get her elected so if she won election as a progressive what's the benefit to her moving into the right
0: at this point we just have to assume that she did whatever it took to get elected and now
1: mansion would not get elected as a progressive democrat
0: but i think that's what it takes in arizona because even arizona previously sent mccain who was probably the most progressive republican candidate recently
1: so she won as a progressive she Does she think that moving right is going to get her reelected? I don't
0: know. Maybe she thinks that money is going to get her reelected and acting the way that she does gets her a lot of money from the pharmaceutical companies. To
1: get her like committee assignments or anything? No. No, because Schumer does this.
0: Yeah. So pretty much she shoots down laws and I'm sure that there's probably a lot of dark money flowing into her coffers every time she shoots down a law.
2: There have already been numerous stories about conservative groups hosting fundraisers for her. Yeah. So if you follow the money, she was one of the ones who knocked down yeah. the it, insulin cap for everybody in the United States. She knocked that down. Got
1: yeah.
0: It. So cinema hates diabetics. <laughs> she she hates young mothers with, or mothers with young children. She hates,
1: hates women that aren't mothers yet that may not want to be mothers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. she
1: says she's pro-choice.
0: It, so the thing is, at this point, if you want to lay all of the ills of the world at her feet, you're not wrong. Because she has, between her and Manchin, she has obstructed several rule changes and votes that would have led to actual progress by the Democratic Party.
2: We got a lesser tax on the corporations
1: because of her.
0: We got, the climate change bill was awesome, but imagine how much better it would have been if she hadn't shot down more.
1: Climate change bill was good.
0: Yes. It was an awesome. It was good which let's applaud good, never let perfect be the enemy of good. Right. But we could have gotten perfect if she would have gone along with right. it.
2: Yes, we could have gotten funded more uh-huh. and done more things with that money. Yeah. yeah. So here, this is why Joe Biden even said today, give me two more Senate seats. There's one right here. Yes. Uh-huh. And I've been watching his ads and he went after transgender and LGBT it. crazy oh. agenda. And I'm like. All she says is they should be equal. Yeah. Like yeah. the Constitution and being says. Being is not illegal. When,
0: yeah. Let's not forget, what? when you are used to privilege, equality feels like oppression.
1: Yeah. Yep. Very good point. Very well said. I'm sure it's a quote somewhere. But it is. It I is. stole
0: it from the internet. Okay. I steal all of my words from the internet.
1: That is one of my major sticking points is
2: don't let perfect deter progress. Yeah. Because unfortunately, if you know our government system... It is not one big, giant leap. It is baby steps to get to the right decision.
0: Our government is designed to operate as a series of compromises towards the future.
1: I know that used to be the role of the Senate was to slow everything down, but I didn't know it was literally like stop. But yes, my original point is if Mitch
2: McConnell says you're doing something good, you're not.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So hopefully. Unless you're
1: a far right Republican.
0: Also, we'll see if. In which
1: case you're not listening to this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We'll see if McConnell keeps his promise because he announced that he was going to not be the minority majority GOP leader if they if the GOP didn't get the majority next time.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he's going to follow back, follow up on that. Is, you know, we should just we should give him an opportunity. To prove that he's an honest person.
0: And all will be forgiven if he follows through on that one truthful promise.
1: I can give you thousand to one odds. That- no, we're just going to say, I think maybe you're right. Maybe he won't. But we should just let him prove himself. Yeah. By making sure that we have the majority.
0: Yep. Yep. So let's give him the chance. Let's talk about the elephant over in Texas.
1: Okay. Tell
0: me about the elephant in Texas. Let me just set the stage. Give you some context. <laughs> the Texas Attorney General, the highest lawyer, the highest legal professional in the state of Texas. So you would expect him to respect the law and Wait, pay the I law. I live in
1: Brevard County, Florida. I don't know that I expect the highest law enforcement people to respect the
0: law, but oh, okay. I have a I,
1: different bar than most people.
0: The thing is, your perceptions might meet reality. Here, Shelby with reality Texas Attorney General Paxton.
1: He
2: ran from a subpoena with his wife driving the getaway car. Now, the subpoena he was trying to avoid being served was to they sued for people to not be prosecuted for going across the borders for. OK,
0: abortion. there was a lawsuit brought by an abortion fund. And so they're suing him. And so they tried to serve him and the person who was Wait, serving the summit. Suing- abortion stop. It's Texas. So there's a menu. Pick there's
1: one. There's a lawsuit where he is trying to prosecute people for crossing state lines to get abortions. Yes. And they're suing him. Yes. To pretend defense of these people. Okay, go on.
0: And so they issued a summons. They issued, I guess it might, probably was a subpoena. And so normally these are served. People walk up, they knock on the door. And if you are a decent human being, you receive your legal notice and then you show up in court and have your day in court. Or
2: if you have nothing to hide. Yeah. Then you have to look into his background.
0: Yeah. Seven years ago.
2: Seven years ago, he was served in it. He was indicted. Yeah. For what? Corruption.
0: Yeah, corruption. uh, Yeah, financial type charges, I believe.
2: Yes. He still has not been in court or answered.
0: Paxton would be the one to prosecute himself for his own corruption charges. (laughs) So as long as he's in the office or his friends are in the office, he's not going to be prosecuted for them.
1: No, I'm looking him up and there's like thing after thing. He's being accused of fraud.
0: Oh, yeah. What hasn't he been accused of?
1: Holy cow.
0: Yeah. He's not a good person.
1: Not a good person. And this is the person you want to... Be the advocate for the laws of your state. Right. Honestly, I don't know why he needs to run away because it's Texas. He could just snap his fingers and make the laws that every once. That's what he's done. But him and his buddy Abbott.
0: The story behind this was amazing. So this was entered into public record by the agent who was serving the summons. Legal court language. Pretty much. He just he showed up at 940 in the morning. He knocked on the door. His wife answered the door and was like, no, he's not here disappeared and then like seven minutes later the garage door opened the wife opened up the passenger side doors of her truck both the front and the rear passenger side door of the truck and then she got into the driver's side closed the driver's side door started the car rolling forward and then attorney general paxton and all of his state elected dignity ran from his garage and then hopped into the truck While this was going on, the agent said, hey, he recognized that this was an attempted flight attempt. And so he said he recognized it and he said, hey, Attorney General Paxton, you are being served. This is a summons. I'm going to leave the papers right here. And then he left them on the front lawn, which meant that he had effectively served The attorney general. Again, the perception here is that the common person, the average person, believes that you have to be handed a summons for it to be effective. You don't. You can be notified of it Uh verbally that I am here to serve you a summons. And then as long as those papers are left somewhere accessible to you, say your front yard or your driveway, they are effective. And so now the attorney general is going to have to convince a judge why he didn't show up in court. Because the judge approved the summons. And so the same judge is going to say, hey, buddy, why didn't you answer my summons? So we'll see where this goes. reading
1: this stuff, man. He attempted to quash the subpoena by saying he's repeating Trump's lines. Executive officials should not be called on to testify except in extraordinary circumstances. I don't know, like a suit against your office.
2: That's like,
0: Extraordinary. Since you're the
2: spokesperson of the state in legal issues, yeah.
0: Or defending your own actions. That's what it is. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to blow our clean rating today, but Texas, for lack of a better word, has For the
1: record, I'm not doing it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So Texas has always been a legal shit show. It is... I don't understand Texas beyond corruption and misdirection.
1: I don't know. I think Florida is really competing for the role. They are. Oh, they are. They're I mean, they're the understudy, and they really they want to knock Texas off so they can have. Oh, a, Ronnie wants
2: to be the head asshole. Yeah.
0: The three Republican frontrunners for the twenty twenty four presidential election are Ron DeSantis, Texas Governor Abbott, and Donald Trump. On the right, I'm not saying that the frontrunners overall.
1: That's just gross. Yeah. Yes, and so they're fighting each other. I think it's yes. hysterical. Yeah, let the, be fascist. except. Unfortunately, while they're fighting each other. We are the battleground. And if you look at the video from Ukraine, battlegrounds aren't pretty.
0: No, oh. people die. People get hurt. Yeah. Yep. Glad we got rid of those elephants. Now, on to the first topic.
2: Oh, yay. What's going on locally
1: and statewide? Okay. Oh, okay. That's still up in the room. Locally, statewide, we talked a little bit about the fact that, that I actually researched this to make sure for myself. I don't know why I'm ever surprised by our Congressman Bill Posey, but yes. He is one of the congressional co-sponsors of Lindsey Graham's total abortion ban. I'm um, Joanne Terry's running a great campaign in opposition to Bill Posey. She's running it purely grassroots. The party actually made a donation to her campaign, and she returned it because she wants it to stay grassroots. Right. So, if you want to support Joanne, you can do that. And then locally, of course, we have our school board, which is honestly the battle of good and evil in my mind. So we have Aaron who was a public school teacher and left public schools during COVID to take care of her family. She's now a private teacher. She teaches music. She doesn't do private school. She teaches music, private lessons. And But she understands every issue before our school board. She understands budget issues. She understands everything that they're currently dealing with. And her opposition, Jean Trent, literally said in a forum, we've got it on a video, that the biggest problem confronting schools today is discipline, which we agree. And it's because teachers are handcuffed to their inability to discipline minority students. So in other words, all of our discipline problems come from our minority students. And he was recently endorsed by Wayne Ivey. Now, y'all know my opinion of a Wayne Ivy endorsement. If Wayne Ivey's endorsing you, you go against that person. He's endorsed some judges, which, by the way, is completely offensive. The law enforcement should not be endorsing a judicial race. But now he's endorsing Gene Trent, which is weird because he bribed one of Gene Trent's opponents in the primary to drop out of the race, and he endorsed Courtney Lewis, who was another one of Gene Trent's opponents, who lost. So he's just have to keep picking one until he finds one that'll win. It's not going to happen. Statewide, we've got, of course, our Senate race, Val Demings, everybody's favorite Senate candidate. I love that. I keep hearing this from, the, from the, around the country as well. People are really thinking that's a potential win. Rubio has pandered a little bit too long. And uh, and is now pandering to the far, far right, which while,
2: is. While still trying to amend his abortion statement.
1: Which was his abortion statement? No exceptions. So, no exceptions for rape or incest. Yep. yep. And now, is he trying to amend that?
2: Yes. How? Oh. By saying he could compromise on exceptions of rape and incest.
1: No Our no, state doesn't make exceptions for rape no. and incest. So, no notice on life of the mother.
0: Yeah. Again, let's just keep hammering him with the unpopular. Let's make it rovember.
1: I like that. A rovember to remember. 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 A a rovember to remember. I like that.
0: Yeah. So don't let him weasel his way out of his anti-woman, anti-person stance.
1: Anti-immigrant stance. You know, it's crazy. I keep hearing that the Democrats are divisive. And I don't know. Maybe I'm going to be completely honest. It's possible. I've not seen it. All I've seen is division coming from my opponents. Yes, I have called Ron DeSantis a fascist, but that's only because he is.
0: Yeah, it's only because it's true.
1: Yeah. I'm not calling all—you guys have heard me say many times, Republican voters are are normal people, but I just don't even recognize it today. For those of you who think the rest of the country is written off Florida— Joe Biden was supposed to be here tonight. We were supposed to be sitting in his presence, hanging yes. out with Joe. Yeah, we were doing a caravan from Brevard. I was super excited about that because I wanted to be hanging out with my people in Brevard and representing really well. But He was coming j- for a Charlie Crist rally, which is phenomenal. To me, that shows the, the country and it's actually being sponsored by the DNC, the Democratic National Committee. So Florida is not a lost cause. Unfortunately. I don't know who I'm not pointing fingers, but they look like a spaghetti model. If I did, somebody avoided dude named Ian to the party and he's ruined all of our plants. Oh, yes. I know.
0: I hear he really blows
1: (laughs) (laughs) full of hot air and he's just a total wet blanket.
0: Yeah. Just really rains on the parade.
1: They had just sent out the address. I never got the address. What was it?
2: It was in Winter Park. It was, oh, it was Rollins College Stadium.
1: Okay. That or Gymnasium. Yeah, probably they do have a, a Oh,
0: man. So we missed our chance to see Joe Biden on the, the double bars.
1: <laughs> he could probably do better than Trump. It will be rescheduled. I mean, we only have, we now have from today, six weeks for election day, you guys. Yeah. There is so much to do. I sent an email to all of our international voters, reminding them of our local Democrats on the ballot, and I've already gotten, because... Their mail ballots went out Friday. Back to your divisive Democrats. Yeah.
2: This is my quote of the day. I hear some folks saying there's hate on both sides, and I can't disagree. One side hates black people, brown people, Asian people, gay people, and any people who don't fully subscribe to their own rigid ideologies. The other side just hates bigots.
1: That is the most true statement. I also hate fascists. Bigots and fascists. Fascists are trying to destroy the country. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's, like- it's because the fascists use the bigots.
1: Yes. That's very true. Talk about useful idiots. Anyway, so we got that going on. We also just had our Pride Fest this weekend, which was very well intended. It was an awesome event full of love and joy. I know... You guys had a, to- a real Pride Fest, pride in celebrating the birth of your son. Yes. So you weren't at Pride Fest in Melbourne and I'm changing his birthday party next year so I can go to Pride Fest. Okay. It was great. It was peaceful. There was one arrest, which is actually a protester who got drunk and spit on people.
0: Same as our birthday party. We had a little <laughs> slide. And one arrest. Only one arrest. Yeah.
1: <laughs> For spitting on people?
0: No, not sharing toys.
1: Okay. That is great. And everybody was there was there were protesters that protesters, they kept saying they weren't protesting, but they were on a very loud microphone in the middle of the block talking about God's love for people and sin. And everybody just kind of walked around them. It was great. No, there was no conflict from the pride community. It was great.
0: It's because it's
2: a, it's a great example.
0: It's because those people, they don't make their money going from town to town, sowing the seeds of religious hate. They go from town to town trying to get people to punch them and then suing them in court. Yes, yeah, that's they totally are, true. They are more th- often than not, they're lawyers who are looking for an easy day in court. They can
1: get their day in court. Yep. There you go. It was yeah. a good, it was a great thing. Just locally, we did have, with the Pride Fest, you might have seen Randy Fine turned it into a thing. Yes. And I'm thoroughly confused. The mayor of Melbourne is a staunch Republican. But more than that, he is, a, in my opinion, a vile human being. I will never, ever like him. He's the one that hired the private detective to tail Jennifer Jenkins, denied it several times, and then even in the midst of all of this, made a comment about her car being left running while she was getting gas and said, the name of the private detective, Nick, Nick says, hi. Yeah. So, Paul, if you're listening to this, which I sincerely doubt, we know you're that person, reprehensible human. But- you have your, he's your still, moments of humanity. He's actually—I don't even think it's that. He's just mad that Randy Fine was attacking the city of Melbourne. And I listened to him tonight at the city council meeting, rant about how dare Randy Fine insinuate. And I just was sitting there going, "Welcome to my world, asshole." I'm sorry, there it goes. Welcome to my world.
0: We already blew our clean rating. Okay.
1: <laughs> you lay down with dog is get up with fleas. And this yep. way, this time that Paul Alfrey by laying down and being buddy buddies with Randy Fine, got his whole city exposed to those sleaze. Randy wanted to shut it down and falsified all of his reasons for it. He doesn't care though. He just gets gets people mad. All of the information that he gave was false and they are now looking at whether to allow pride to continue moving forward. So if you're local, make sure you're at the next Melbourne City Council meeting. Watch the video playback from tonight's meeting first. It's truly disturbing. I will say the city councilman who is most repulsed by the idea of pride, and I really think he's just repulsed by the idea of pride. I don't think he's a bad human, but I do think he's a bigot. And I think he comes from a different time. I, it, it was repulsive to me, but I could understand him. I would never vote for him. I would do everything I can to make sure he never wins election again in any office, because I think the time for that thinking is past. I thought I was listening to I don't know, Eisenhower. It was just- A
0: pastiche of something from the 60s.
1: Yeah, it was George Wallace only. And they use these same things they're talking about. What if there's an attack? What if these people, what if one of these people rapes one of our children and will the city of Melbourne be liable for it? And I said, they use those same excuses to keep black events from happening in the 70s. What if, because these people can't be trusted, they can't control themselves. It's just repulsive. And I think generally, politically, people say that and don't mean it. But generally, people really believe that. And that's just heartbreaking to me. I mean, you Randy yeah. Fine knows better. He's yeah. being a political, powerful person. You have an option with Randy Fine. He is on the ballot this fall. Back to what yes. we're talking about, local elections. So you have an opponent to Randy Fine. Anthony Nancy is a good man. He's a hardworking man. He genuinely cares for uh, Americans period, but especially in Brevard County. And he will fight. He will literally fight for Brevard County as, a for, as opposed to fighting with Brevard County. He's a father of five. Yeah. And came from the foster system. Yeah. he's just And he's a realtor. He's a hardworking dude. And he's green. He doesn't know a lot about what a state representative does, but I know he can learn. He can certainly, neither did Randy Fine when he was first elected.
0: I don't think Randy Fine does now.
1: And Anthony will manage to work with people. So Randy's lost all of his influence in our county, not just our county, within our state, not one elected official joined his opposition to the Pride Festival. Not one. Ooh, boy. Not one, including one of his closest allies, Paul Alfrey, who said, no, we don't get to do this. Oh, he couldn't even get him to agree with him. And he couldn't even get his ballot measure in the state to support Brevard County municipal elections becoming partisan, which I thought was a slam dunk because they, they don't give a crap. It's Brevard yeah. County. And all the Brevard County legislative session agreed with it. Couldn't even get that passed. He's lost all influence. He is incapable of doing good things for Brevard County. So vote for Anthony Yance.
0: Who might actually have some political capital after we flush fine.
1: And here's the thing. Anthony's a nice guy. Truly. I mean that with all my heart. Oh,
0: yeah. He will I will
1: work with people on either side of the aisle if it's what's best for Brevard
0: County. Oh, yeah. I, and I can vouch he has not gone on a drunken rant on Twitter and just fueled hate and bile.
1: I never think of Randy as being drunk. I just think he's just...
0: Uh, all right. So he let me, might
1: be, but I just never think of
0: it. Let him. me walk that back. I'm not calling him a drunk. I'm just saying that I have seen a lot of drunken rants on the Internet, and this one smells of cheap scotch.
1: And <laughs> so we've got Anthony, and then we've got a lot of local elections, as we talked about. Kenny Johnson, we should have Kenny on. He would come on, I'm sure. He might have to call in. He's that running for re-election in Palm Bay. Probably one of the most effective local elected officials I've ever seen followed closely by Alex Goines and Coco, who's also running for re-election. And we are out communicating with our voters right now. We're talking to Democratic voters and left-leaning NPAs, as usual. Letting, and the mo- I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to bring the stats next time. We have evidence. This is not my gut. This is evidence that the most effective way to get people to turn out to vote is to knock on their door and have a conversation with them. Second, is a phone call and texting, canvassing at the same time, the same person. And actually, our email campaigns are proving to be very effective. And I know I get 400 emails a minute from candidates all over the country looking for money. I get that. And, I, and it's easy for the singular person to say, why do they keep doing this? Because the majority of people aren't going to throw them out. If we reach 10 people with a free email, it's worth reaching 10 people. And the other 90 people that we pissed off, will just delete it. So we're picking up our email game. But the most effective thing you can do is knock on doors and have conversations with voters. There is not one elected Democrat in our county that will tell you that they won any other way. There are many people who ran as Democrats in our county, who ran by texting and social media and did not canvas at the doors, who are not elected into office. Hmm. It's just evidence. Like people keep saying, we haven't tried that. No, we did try that. Those people didn't win. Democrats like a personal connection to said candidates. Everybody does. Republicans do too. They just, here's the thing. Brevard County, I keep hearing this thing that Democrats can't win in Brevard County. Do you know how many elected offices we hold in Brevard County? Quite a few. 41 of the 170 potential elected offices in Brevard County, not even 170. Yeah. Are held by Democrats. About 10 are held by left-leaning nonpartisan. And the others are Republicans, independents, or right-leaning nonpartisan. So Democrats hold 41 elected offices in Brevard County. We currently have 31 Democrats running for office, if you include the eight who already won their offices in August, either unopposed or they won them outright. We already won this cycle. Two seats on Merritt Island Special Tax District, a Titusville City Council race, the Melbourne Village mayor and two seats in Rockledge went on a post. So quit thinking Democrats can't win and just let's just keep doing what we know how to do and be patient. Yes. I've got 10 years that I will not be a part of this organization. <laughs> but 10 years is what I think it's going to take for us to win on a on an equal playing field. We still won't win everything. No. People that say we don't win. no. We didn't win that race, but we won a whole lot of other races. Mm-hmm. This reminded me
2: of my rant for the day. Okay. So I'm in all of the normal women for Chris, Charlie, Chris for governor, all these. And the one main thing I see on them harping on is there's not enough TV ads. And I'm like, number one, Ronnie has a hundred million dollars. Yeah. No more than a hundred. Yeah. 140 million. Yeah. Number two, at last estimates, Charlie had 15 to 20 million.
1: And, Which is awesome and should yes. be enough to run a trial race.
2: Yes. But while TV can be important, there are other operations like going door to door, giving literature, everything else that has proven to be more Let's
0: effective. remember the old adage, actions speak louder than words. If you send words via email or via the phone or via text or via the television, those are just words. But if you show up, that's an action.
1: Yes. You know, it does because it shows the voter, man, you care about this guy enough to be out in this, to risk talking to me, to do something that nobody finds comfortable. Mm-hmm. He must be worth at least having a conversation about. Now, having said that, ads are effective, but they are freakishly expensive. So donate to your favorite candidates or donate to your favorite party, BrevardDems.org slash donate. And I'll tell you where we put our money. If you give the Brevard Dems money, it all goes. I work for free. Every, we don't spend a penny on people in our party. We do put our money into supporting our candidates. We give, sometimes we give them directly. Sometimes we support them with our door hangers and our slate cards. We pay for our email platform, our texting program, our rent in our office. Your money is a good investment and very well trusted in our hands and you can see how we spend it all anytime you want. I hate that elections are expensive. I hate it so much. I hate Citizens United. I hate it. But until we overturn it, which is gonna take us winning, yes. We have to it's just deal with speaking
2: of that, Schumer and Pelosi both put down legislation to have people Schumer's not gonna get it. We don't have the
1: filibuster, but they have put down election financing legislation. Well, we have to win anyway, because here's the thing, like statewide we have four Supreme Court justices that we're being asked whether we want to retain or not. The Brevard Democrats don't have an official position yet, but I found out we actually can. So at our next meeting, which would have been this week, two days ago, because you're listening on Friday, is now going to be this week, October 5th, because of, uh, again, Ian, Ian, whatever his name is, that dude that's coming in blowhard. So (laughs) we will be discussing then whether we want to endorse the judicial candidates. And if so, we'll be taking elections on that. But all but one are appointees by very conservative judges and they vote against us in every way. So if we vote to not retain them and we then give Ron DeSantis the ability to replace them, it doesn't do us any good. We have to win these elections. Yes. Right. Speaking of which, Ron DeSantis appointing people, last time we talked, supervised Elections was up in the air. Again, down is up is down. Paul Alfrey's not pissing me off. And Ron DeSantis appointed Tim Bobanik, who currently works in the Surprise Elections office, works well with me. He's, I have no idea, his political affiliation. And I think that's, he's probably a Republican, but I don't know. And I think that's good. Yes. All my interactions with him, I can't tell. And I think that's good and appropriate.
2: Yes. So Ronnie didn't give one of his favorite right. sheriff's mm-hmm. preference. So, sometimes wow.
0: sometimes those guys make the wrong call. But that that ends up not benefiting them the way that they did. Trump requested a special master. And got one. And he got one. And this judge is taking his lawyers to task. He just said, yeah, of course, this guy, I'm going to take accept him. And so maybe DeSantis didn't actually put any thought into this and let a good decision slip by.
1: Yeah, I'm just feel this thing as a dem. I feel okay about Brevard County right now. Feel much more okay that it's not
2: Ivy's. Uh, assist- and it's
1: somebody who actually has worked in that office for 12 years. Yeah. It's a sensible appointment. Like you said, even a blind squirrel finds in that every now and then.
2: All right, but we must move on. But if you need to help, if you want to help Brevard Dems,
1: first come to our meeting Wednesday night. Yes. October 5th. We are going to be voting on resolutions. We have three state amendments, statewide amendments. We have, I think, three on the county, which include our millage and an affordable housing and the ability to recall constitutional officers. We'll be discussing referendums in Palm Bay and we'll be discussing judicial races and hearing from a state house candidate. So come to the meeting in the County Commission Chambers and Viera Building C. And please, for the love of all that is holy, go to our website and sign up for phone banking or knocking doors, any of the above. We're going to be starting our next GOTV push, which is leaving door hangers on the doors of people with mail ballots. Sign me up. We start that on October 6th. Okay. I know you're in love with that, right? It's so easy and yep. so fun.
2: And then I want to know when I get to peel the stickers and put them on each of the door knockers.
1: Oh, that is for our general elections. Yes. And go to the office. I'll connect you with that. But this one is just people that have mail ballots, October 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th. So if there's, it is probably one of the most effective things we do. You can write sticky notes right now saying mail your ballot right now and donate them to the office. If you're ever unsure about what you can do, if none of these things are ringing your bell, contact me at hello at BrevardDems.org. Or through the pod, which is
0: push ahead pod at gmail.com.
1: Push ahead pod at gmail.com. And we will get you connected in some fashion. We're also starting an internship program while well, I'm talking about that. Cool. Yeah. Generally, interns get turned into canvassers. I'm thinking these kids want to learn more about politics than, although honest to God, that's the work of getting people elected, right? Yeah. It's just doing the canvassing. But I want them to have exposure, but so I've asked somebody to step in and run that for it.
0: and show them a little bit about how the sausage is made. How, yeah. though, because the interns, they're sent out to get to knock on doors. So let's show them the machine that sends them out to knock yeah. on doors.
2: Yes, I was an intern for the Carrie Edwards campaign and I ran the Tallahassee office.
1: Which Every meant morning. giving out turf as people went out knock knocked doors. And that's literally yeah. what it is. It's not glamorous work. It's knock doors, cut turf, knock doors, cut turf, knock doors.
2: And right. getting the occasional phone call asking to speak to the presidential candidate.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. In Tallahassee. Although, to be fair, I don't think that I've ever heard anyone refer to politics as glamorous.
1: Yeah, it's not glamorous at all, y'all. It's not, at not all, glamorous y'all. at all. Let's get involved. Let's make a difference. Don't ever be convinced that you can't because you can. Winning these local elections is building the Brevard of the future. And we're not going to flip Brevard blue. We're going we're to turn Bavard blue, but it's going to be patient.
0: We got to make it purple first. Yeah.
2: It's slowly but surely coming along from when I was a teenager. Mm. But we
1: have
0: to flip Florida. That's not a negotiable. Yes,
2: we have to. Okay, I can... So
1: tell me about Iran. We hope women in the United States will have our back. And this is a big deal. Honestly, I have... I do know a little bit about this because the Middle East is the thing in my family's in our household... And and if we don't pay attention to what's happening in Iran, it will happen here. And this really is a pretty exciting thing. So go ahead.
0: Okay. so, yeah. What is Jamie paying attention to today? And that is Iran. And that is because Iran is essentially a cautionary tale of what happens if you let fascist religious fascists take over your country and then batter women's rights into submission and essentially run it as a theocracy.
1: Which sounds a lot like what's happening here.
0: Yes. Yes. So we are under threat because this could be us in, let's take a history lesson back to 1978 to 1979, the Iranian revolution, where the Shah of Iran was kicked out and Iran's government was taken over by a religious group of clerics headed by the Ayatollah, who is a lot less fun than the Ayatollah of rock and rolla.
1: But um am saying we'd
0: that.
2: <laughs> yes, the Shah was definitely very corrupt and very bad for the people. They did not, however, expect the next regime
0: to be even worse. Yes. So, yes, essentially, whenever you have an open revolution, generally it gets worse. And since then, there have been major waves of protests dating back to the original anti-revolutionary protest was when women were protesting against the original hijab laws when they were first rolled out. Since then, Iran has been on like a knife's edge where essentially you have a portion of the populace that is held captive by clerics at the top of the pyramid, where the people who run the Ayatollah, he has a class of religious clerics who are dictating what the government is and what the laws are. They are supported by the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, the IRGC, which is a full-blown military. So they are the second most powerful faction in, in Iran. They are more powerful than Iran's actual military. And so this is a faction that is essentially in place to protect the revolution, which has been going on since 1978, 1979. <laughs> you would think that the revolution would have died down by now. But the
1: Is it safe to say I mean, it's the clerics bully people? Yeah, revolutions usually end when there's a new leader. And they've had like how many... Totally different leaders.
0: Yeah. Sure. They, they've had a couple now and they've had a change of government. But according to them, the, re- the revolution is still going. But essentially, they are there and they have they're tasked with the responsibility of preventing another revolution, anti-revolutionary sedition, as they call it. But that's all ancient history okay? because there have been many protests in the past 20 years, there have been five, six major protests. The most recent, I believe, happened in 2020, which was actually the most recent was the Ukrainian riots or the Ukrainian protests because there was a plane that was shot down. Long story short, a passenger plane was shot down by Iran's government in 2020. If you trace the chain of events, it actually goes back to Ukraine. So now they're called the Ukrainian protests. But essentially, either Iran is actively protesting or they have a section of the populace that is simmering and held hostage. There are, just like our country, there are conservative people who support the conservative government. And then there are people who feel held hostage by that conservative element. Does that sound familiar?
2: Yeah. Very.
0: (laughs) Right. Why am I watching Iran? This is primarily a domestic Uh issue we are unlikely to get tied up in. But it's worth watching. Because I know several people and they've all really do love their country. And it is a lovely country with a rich history and a good in a good populace that's held hostage by a bad government.
2: If you would like to read about it, I highly recommend reading Lolita in Tehran. Great book.
0: So let's walk back to recent history. September 13th. Masa Amini, a 22 year old Kurdish woman, was visiting Tehran. And so she needed to leave and go out in public. And so she grabbed her hijab and she put it on, but she wasn't wearing it properly. So she was detained. So it
1: wasn't an act of defiance. It was literally an accident.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. she just didn't.
1: I can imagine somebody doing it on purpose.
0: Right. But no, she just left her hotel room where some of her hair was uncovered. Okay. And so she
2: ran into one of the police officers that have a heart on for it.
0: The, so she ran into a religious police who was charged with enforcing the hijab rule? She was arrested, and during the arrest process, her head was slammed into the side of a van by this cop for not wearing her hair covering properly.
2: And she, she subsequently had a heart attack.
0: She had a heart attack. She twenty At yeah, two. Yes. Yeah. She had head trauma. Will do that to you. Yeah. <laughs> She ended up in a hospital, and unfortunately, she passed from her injuries sustained during the arrest on September 16th.
2: And then the gov- then the religious police came out saying, "No, this was pre-existing conditions," which they tried the refuted.
0: They tried. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. September 17th, they held her funeral, and protest began in earnest. So, after observing her funeral, protesters marched to the office of, I believe, her home region. I'm not sure if it's a state, a province, a town, I don't know the specific. The protesters marched on Saquez's governor's office. Okay. And police fired tear gas and pellets into the crowds. Just as a, a reminder, in Iran, tear gas and pellets are reserved for citizens, not outside, outside insurgents or pretty much if it's enemy soldiers you use live rounds. You don't use tear gas or pellets. So these are citizens. On the 18th, the student protests began. Nothing is scarier to a Middle East dictator than student protests, because that's how the original revolution began. And so they recognized the power of the students. And if you go back to the revolutions of Europe of 1848, it started when the students and the working class got together. And then French Revolution had a healthy student component. And so When the students, a whole
2: musical about it.
0: Yeah, that was the revolution of 1832. So, essentially, when the students start thinking that revolution is a good idea, things can turn ugly.
1: Okay.
0: And on September 18th.
1: That's. Everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yes. On September 18th, student protests no. began. So the typical media plays happened. The reformist newspapers picked up the story and the conservative news outlets downplayed the protests. They didn't say that these people were evil. They didn't say that these people were enemy soldiers. They didn't say that they were enemy agents. They're they just nothing. They just ignored it. You would think that if there was an invasion or an enemy psyops operation or something, you would want to raise the alarm, right? Yeah. Protests began to spread across the country. Until things got so bad that on September 27th, the IRGC spoke up. The Guard. That
1: group you talked about, the
0: Grail. Yes. The Guard, again, just as a reminder, they are the second most powerful faction in the country after the clerics. And when they speak, people listen because they know what they're going to say. So what did they say? They accused the protesters of sedition. So that is a bad signal for the protests. Right. Yeah. So you're seeing a lot of media coverage you're seeing a lot of deaths i believe that 45 protesters have died so far or not have died were killed so far in responses to the protests
2: thousands were arrested
0: yeah thousands were arrested iran shut down access to parts of the internet like whatsapp and instagram and in response to all of this if you think that the democrats are do nothings here this is what life is going to be like when the gop has total control of our lives and our government the most liberal government sanctioned party in iran decided to take action. They sprung into action. So even worse than the do-nothing Democrats over here, what did they ask for? They didn't say, let's stop shooting protesters, let's make real systemic reform. The most liberal government party that was able to play in government said, hey, let's take a second look at the hijab law and let's allow for peaceful demonstrations. That was all they could do. That was all they did. They didn't even bring the motions to government. They just made words about, let's take a look at this law. Yeah. So essentially, this Iran has neutered its government to the point that the most sympathetic, most progressive side of government can say, hey, let's look at this law on the books. And that's it. That's nothing. And right now we're seeing protests that have gone beyond the hijab law. They are protesting the system that allowed a cop to murder a woman for wearing a hat wrong. Go unprosecuted. And I don't know what he's suffering from because of all of the fallout. We haven't heard news of his trial yet. We haven't heard news of him being dismissed from the force or fired. So the system still has his back. This is like systemic protests. Yep. Yeah. What's next? Where do I think that this is going?
1: So, Jamie, where do you think this is going? What's next? <laughs>
0: Everyone that I know and everyone that I've spoken to aren't expecting the protests to flip the government, especially after the IRGC's statement about not condoning the protests and calling them seditionists. By the way, actual seditionists would have been shot at with live rounds. So that was just a statement saying that they're not going to back it. And this is a government that is formed by a revolution where, after they came into power, Iran's current ruling party. Killed 30,000 people and hung their bodies from cranes. So I'm not sure. I didn't get clarification if they were alive or dead when they were hung from cranes, but they were definitely dead after they were. Yeah.
1: They took children. We're not talking sandhill cranes. No.
0: No construction cranes.
1: They also had child
2: soldiers. Yeah.
0: They... So, is this going to be the tipping point? I don't think so. My bet is that the IRGC or the real-deal military would have to step in and either say, we don't care what happens with these protests, or at least not condone them. So the pessimist in me says that these protests are going to die down. A couple years ago, we saw the protests flare up, and then they died down. We're going to see that again here. But more and more people are going to take notice, more and more people are going to just quietly simmer with their rage, and eventually a protest will happen and that will lead to an actual either revolution or counter-revolution. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, if you don't want to end up like Iran, where we're run by essentially a government of religious nutcases who oppress women, men, anyone who's different and use violence as an active arm of the state,
2: it's still legal to stone gay people.
0: Yeah. So if you don't want to end up like that, let's get out there, Pam, what can we do? We can vote. We can
1: vote. <laughs> you can remind your friends to vote. You can then join me in telling other people that you don't know to vote. You can vote for people who oppose that kind of behavior, that kind of action.
0: Right, because this is on the line. In forty years, that could be us.
1: It takes a lot of people to inform yes. people to vote. It takes nobody to sit home and complain that people aren't voting. Right. Yep. It takes people to go communicate that. So do everything we can. If I can forestall that by doing what I do, cool. And if I don't do what I do and it is not forestalled, I I can only... History never remembers the people that went along with it. If you think about history's heroes, it's always the people that challenged, the martyrs, if you will, even if they didn't lose their lives, the people that challenged, that fought back, that were willing to risk everything for their country or for their future. Or for humanity. And we need to be willing to at least risk having a conversation with somebody that disagrees with us at the door. Yes. That's what we can do to avoid this. And I hear you, Jamie. I agree with you. I think this is too easily replicated here. Mm -hmm. And in
2: the meme of the day that I saw, in other news, Margaret Atwood is suing the GOP officials for plagiarizing her yeah, that's a joke yes (laughs) for
1: plagiarizing her handmaid's handmaid's tale tale. yeah all of these countries started this decline by taking away women's rights yes
0: and so i am paying attention so that it doesn't happen here the gop is paying attention in case it does
1: and on that note i think that's a good note to end yes
0: all right So this episode, we talked about a couple of elephants. We talked about DeSantis' stunts. We talked about another elephant in Democrats' clothing (laughs) cinema. We also talked about shenanigans from out of Texas. We talked about local stuff where you can get involved. We We talked
1: about things.
0: We talked about so many things. And finally, I went on another rant.
1: It was a great rant. It was I'm the glad best rant you. ever.
0: Oh, unbelievable <laughs> It was a rant. bigly rant. It was such a bigly rant. The biggest. The best words. You've I have the never seen words. a rant
1: like it. Never seen a rant like it. A rant like none other. <laughs> anyway. Another rant. Anyway. Thanks, Jamie. For, yeah. Seriously. It was all good. So thank you. Thank you, listeners. Let's yep. reach out.
0: If you enjoyed our rant, if you enjoyed our elephants, if you enjoyed our local news. you
1: just enjoyed our jokes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Tell a friend.
1: Please. And let us know that you told that friend.
0: huh Yep. Yep. We want to
1: make you knock on a door to do it. Just
0: email me at pushaheadpod at gmail.com.
1: What's that email address?
0: Pushaheadpod at gmail.com. You
2: might get a snarky co- comment back or yeah. a witty one.
0: I don't know. It depends. Definitely a witty one. If you email me before I've had my coffee, it will definitely be unpleasant. I'm sorry. That's just who I am. Then
1: it's just snarky. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. it'll be snarky and witty. Yes. All right. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Shelby.
0: All right. Bye. Bye. If you got something out of this and know of anybody who cares about what we're saying here, please share. Word of mouth is everything in the grassroots game. If we're awesome, tell a friend. If we're not, tell us how to get better. This has been another episode of the Push Ahead podcast. Please reach out to us via Twitter at push underscore ahead or subscribe to our podcast in your podcatcher of choice. You can find relevant links to the stories that we're talking about in our liner notes on our website at pushaheadpod.com. The music is Super String Theory by Lobo Loco.
1: But is it Iran or is it Iran? Iran.
0: Iran? Iran. What,
1: did you say Iran? I think you did. Iran. I heard Iran, but I've always said Iran. I think it depends. Persia.
0: Yeah. I, so, yeah. Let's just say it wrong and, convi- and get <laughs> everyone angry at us. So it, the Persian Hey, protests. then we'll get an email. Yeah. We'll <laughs> okay. finally get an email. <laughs> every, single th- every single thing. Every single thing
1: I've ever Except for said. that one.
0: Yeah. Every single th- S- thing. Single you didn't get from the internet. Yeah. Every single that i ever said. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Ha <laughs> ha